Okay. And here we are. And here we are. And here we are. We're here in HD. In HD. HD. Hashdi. High definition. Hello, check, check, check. Welcome to the deaf house. As in high deaf house. Perfect. Okay. Now we are in high deaf house. High deaf house. Welcome to the high deaf house. Yes, everyone here is piling into the high deaf house for high definition fun. Yeah. Join us every full moon so you can see the high definitions right in front of your high definition eyes. 1080p, 2K, 4K, 8K. Not to mention the type of K that uh, comes from looking directly at the camera now. All of us looking directly. Right here. HD coming at you from high def. High def HKDMVP. Uber fantastic. DK Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Okay, everybody. Okay. Holy moly. Sorry about that. There is something happening in Faerun. We know that the group of seven has appeared in the sky. Now down to only five. Yes. Mysteriously, I don't know what's happening. Um, a lot of characters on the table here. I'm just going to really quickly say, Thaxor, the rogue that I play. Yes. We know you, when you guys all met, all were together, and uh, Laraza just showed up right yeah, on the boat. That's right. Laraza was on her way to Daggerford uh, because she had an invitation from Lady Morin, mm. and then she ended up meeting Merv, and they went and they got into that thing where they met uh, in Antwerp where everyone was worshipping Lady Antwerp in this festival and cutting off pieces of their body and throwing it into a well and we don't yes. know what's in there. Right, right. Thaxor also took a ride with Laraza to Daggerford because he was, he's always been wanting to find out what's going on with the Morin family. Mm. Remember he wanted this letter. Right. And he did explain to you uh, when you guys were all together that he knew that Lady Morin had secrets and that more than the treasure in her home, if he could find a way to gain access to those secrets, they'd be more valuable to him. Right. So he knew there was something that when he was spying out a spot to that little treasure room, he saw that letter be put in the chest and he wanted it. Right. I remember so it's that. very interesting that the letter that he read was signed Katuyaga. Right. That word, word that he and the other characters hear. Right. Right. And it said something along the lines of, I hope that when we see each other again, you'll know what to do. Right. Very vague. Um, so Laraza and, and Merv did that. Uh, Alexandra and No continued south. Um, and where south did No towards, go? I guess like uh, Baldur's Gate? Yeah, like they were, they were just because they Baldur's were kind of shore. implicated in this um, robbery that Thaxor was caught on. Mm-hmm. And because of the, the implication, because of the implication, right? Uh, they all left south, <clears throat> right. stormy, and so they and then uh, they parted ways. Loraza and uh, uh, Thaxor went back to Daggerford in secret, sneaky, but Loraza wasn't impl- implicated in anything. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get to Alexander in a moment, but first I just want to know where did No No took off somewhere? And just just the beginning, just like let's just put it out there. What did No set off to do, knowing what he knew? 
No. So, No, who's a very, uh, you know, kind of solo guy. It's very the, new to him being... Um, remind everybody, he's the... No is the Goliath Barbarian. Yes. He was in the first two episodes. He spent that time with Alexander, where the very first episode where these group of seven in the sky were introduced. And then he followed Alexander and... Thaxor into the sewers where he himself rolled real low and got barf magic yeah, and that effect in it. Mm. Um, and they got out and uh, after that Anyone else no. smelling burning? No. Might be this. I just lit this. No, it smells Might different be this. than that. I wonder if it's one of our phones or my little USB thing. <laughs> Oh man, should be fine. If we catch on fire, it's for you guys. Um, yeah. So, no, I'll tell you. So, no is a real, uh, like a solo guy. He spent a lot of his early years looking for the person who used to employ him, shall we say. So, his entire life, he's really just been looking for this rich elf. Mm -hmm. He used to run these mines where he used to work at. He's kind of like Conan, you know? He was like, taken from his family really young, just grown up in these mines so he's off he's gone into the interior okay of Faerun so he's somewhere in the forests okay so he's set off down midland that's right Alexander you continued south after parting ways with no how did you feel about no parting ways into the midland of Faerun saying he had somewhere to be and you weren't invited to join along well, from what Alexander knows of No, mm -hmm. that wouldn't really surprise him. But I will say that South is more of a direction Alexander is interested in going. Because he divulged at one point that he may be wanted by the place where he used to work, which is the Winter Guard mm. in Neverwinter, ah. Winter Shield. And did we know why? Did he divulge why he, he was wanted? He did divulge why. Can you remind us in a nutshell what that was for? Yeah, people didn't appreciate his uh, work back home. And he grew up and started at the Winter Shield Guard very quickly. And eventually he went to the uh, the Halls of Knowledge and developed this really keen uh, ability to create weapons. Mm. But people kind of wrote him off. And one day he was kind of lured. He was forced to making these uh, under Neverwinter too, kind of in the, the caverns. And one day he was lured by a drow who fawned over his weapons and he decided to sell a hundred swords to this drow he found out a few what? weeks later that while a couple of his uh, members of the winter shield were out uh, gallivanting uh, exploring doing some expedition uh, expeditioning outside the castle he found out that they were slain by a drow Whoa. and they found one of the swords and it had Alexander's uh, symbol of Gond on it. Uh, so it was the weapons uh, that you created that uh, killed his own people, equipped really. and weaponized this drought. Whoa. Okay. Um, Alexander, you continued south and you find yourself uh, walking into a nice town. It's the middle of the day. You see that. Uh, People are out and about, but there is an immediate feeling of unrest. Hmm. There are people holding signs that say, end of days. 
There are shops that are closed. There are houses that are boarded up. It seems that the group of seven in the sky and this ominous disappearance one by one of another figure has given a real tone to Faerun. And you're seeing that in this town happen. And people are starting to file um, just towards the center of the town as you enter and you pass by these large walls, these, these old brick, sort of like algae coming up from the moat. Mm. Yeah. Some Remote, wetness. Yeah, and uh, and you could see here, it's just that's sort of the, the, the town that you're walking into. And let's say you're walking in on this very south entrance here. Okay, so he's seeing all this as he makes his way across the moat. And he sees people heading towards perhaps like a town square or a larger building. Mm-hmm. He's going to, he's taking this all in, but he's going to kind of file behind a little off to the side, inconspicuous as possible. Okay. And just follow the crowd because he's intrigued. He's got a and little cloak over his head, you know. So, we're walking through the town. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Excuse you. Yes, I'm just making my way through. Don't mind me. Oh, aren't we all? We're looking forward to what the, what the Brickelbergs have to say. I'm not. They're always talking, not doing any action, haven't cleaned up the streets, potholes everywhere. That might be true, but these times, they are dire. Bah. Ah. And this weird and hunchback hobbles into back. the alley. Now you're back in the crowd. <laughs> okay. With nobody in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just beeline towards these, uh, the Bicklefords. Yeah, I want you to make a perception check. Okay. Bricklebergs, Bricklebergs are going to speak. Okay, for a little perception, he has got a a dirty twenty. Ooh! So you're, you're kind of scanning everything, and you're feeling very sober and 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 just very alert. And one thing you do notice is that there is a uh, a group of people that are gathered around outside the church, as you see to your left, over a bunch of people that are kind of filing by left to right and you look and you see basking in the sun is this beautiful church and you recognize the symbol on it and it is the symbol of God <laughs> oh my god and it's it's populated a lot like it, there's a lot of people just going in and out and it seems to be in this little area that uh, is the cemetery is being sort of used as a place where there are a lot of little makeshift uh, workstations and people just sort of like tinkering away on things and he immediately drops to his knee it is where wherever you where you are yes and he stares up and he makes a gesture with his hand and starts to uh pray as a as a as a tear falls from his eye this symbol this place of god which he's really been he only knew this from a book that he had read he has never seen any sort of temple of god never seen a statue this is like his world wow. is kind of imploding right now. This is something that he was always made fun of back in Neverwinter. A nice, a nice woman sort of puts her hand on your shoulder, and she's noticed that you've been regarding the church where you are across the town square, and, and she goes, Excuse me, sir. 
can't help but notice that you're so taking with our church. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I don't recognize you. Are you new here? I am new, but I was brought here by Gond himself. Oh, then my word. He pulls out a shield with the symbol of Gond on it. This cog that he has, has always had on his shield. Okay. Can you roll a, um, can you roll a, uh, just a basic charisma check? Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's a dirty 19. Okay. The sun comes down and just sort of hits your shield <laughs> as, 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 it, as you present it. Straight Ding. 19. And she's just, it's absolutely wonderful craftsmanship you have on your shield. You must, you must join us. You know, we are of new gond. We have great ideas for how to battle the ominous figures in the sky. We're constructing something, you know. All of us here. We're a town of gond. New, new gond? Well, new gond, of course. Things have been so dire lately. And well, I tell you what. I am just the type of master of forgery that can help with your construction of this device. I made this shield myself, or should I say, Gond made this shield. And my mace. He pulls out his mace and holds it out. Look at this. Gond rewards creation. <laughs> I think you'll have a very special place here in Brickleburg. <laughs> Not so sure that the Bricklebergs themselves are going to have much to say at this town meeting. Uh, what type of people are the Bricklebergs? <laughs> you know, the hoity-toity society types that just keep to themselves. And who do they worship? <laughs> they worship themselves. But if you ask them, I'm sure they would say something very fond of Gond. Fond of Gond? <laughs> Dear me. <laughs> I've gone and rhymed with myself. <laughs> anyway, I do want to see what all the fuss is about. Maybe I'll see you later. The name's Daisy. <laughs> Goodbye, sweet Daisy. He gets up, brushes the dirt off of his knees, makes sure his uh, chain mail is really pristine. You're feeling good. Looking best. Yeah, he's feeling great. He's a cleric devoted to Gond. As you're and, looking over yeah. at the church and you're deciding what your very next moves are, and you have to your right where people are filing towards this town meeting of sorts, you look across the people and, and uh, in front of the church, you see also looking up is a small forest now dressed in all green garbs like he's straight out of the forest himself looking a little bit out of place also perhaps like a newcomer and you catch him and the camera flies from you and now we have who in our in our front close-up looking in the front close-up with this little pipe in hand looking around well, excuse me, excuse, excuse, no, hey, excuse me. Uh, yeah, hello? Uh, uh. Hey, what's going on? Well, what do you mean? It's a beautiful day. Yeah, but I mean, all the people here, they seem so jovial and happy. Well, that's very generous. Maybe the people of New Gond have a nice, optimistic view of things. We're building something, you know. Really? What are you building? What could you possibly be building? Uh... We're building a temple. We got... 
Got this one right here. You building another one? Whoa, great. North of here. I'm going to build something very nice. Something that looks uh, directly at the figures in the sky. Channeling Gond himself. I'm sure that our salvation will come. Wow. Wow, man. That's would you like to join? Yeah. All I right. totally would. Okay. My name's Mika. Mika right. Leafkisser. I just got here. I was on Chult like a couple weeks ago and met these Aarakocra gentlemen and they were from this monastery on the side of this cliff and they were really great and they followed me to this beautiful wooden shipment of oak wood and the captain, her name was Ordeme Swift and Dark and she sailed me across so the... You're, you're talking to this man and he's kind of got this like wife beater on he's looking a little bit unkempt and he's just going, all right, you speak to the priest and... Uh, well, oh, the priest? Well, yeah, that's where I sign up. Oh, man, thank you. What's your name? Uh, it's Parkin. Parkin? Parkin, yes. Parkin. Thanks, man. Uh, you're welcome, man. Glad to have a new little guy like you around. Huh? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. So right. And he walks off. And... Mika's sitting there. Mika, there are some mice that sometimes run out, some field mice that run out from under his cloak. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he takes out a little telescope, just a little telescope, it's like the length of a pencil. He looks around, whoa, really? And then he looks over here and he sees these two kids throwing an apple back and forth. And he's like, oh, children. And then he looks around and he looks and he sees Alexander. And he kind of kind of sticks out also from the crowd, right? Because he's mm-hmm. like, he's dressed a bit differently. Now you're just looking at, at each other solitary figures in a moving sea of people and they cross your eyesight. And Mika's like, Good morning! Uh, good morning to you. <laughs> My name's Mika! Oh, um, oh, oh, one second. He just kind of moves around some people and gets up for you. Mika, you say? Yeah, that's right. Mika turns around and looks at the temple. Hey, did you hear they're building another one of these? I did. Wow. <laughs> I'm so excited. Me too. This is the first time I've ever been to this place. I like traveling around the world. I just got back from Chult like a couple weeks ago. I met these great Aarakocra. They were like monks from this monastery on the side of this cliff, right? And then they took me to this beautiful oaken boat. And it was made out of this most beautiful wood. And the captain was named Ordeme Swift and Dark. And she sailed me across the, the Sea of Swords. And then we landed somewhere around Daggerford when those weird shadows appeared in the sky. Those, those are crazy, eh? I saw those too. You saw them? Did you see the Wizards of Luskin fly towards them? No. Oh, it was a huge spectacle. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, red wizards. Red? Oh, man. They're... Didn't look like they made it, though. They fell out of the sky and yeah. fell to the sea. Wow. So whatever that is, there's only one thing powerful enough to stop it. And that's the deity of craft, the lord of all smiths, God. Whoa. God's your god, eh? He sure is. Wow! He gives him a quick look up and down. He's kind of seeing if he's holding any weapons of sorts. Well, he's got like a staff. But he's also got, you know, you see he's strapped to his back. You know, there's a... He's got a... He's got a short sword by his side, okay. you know, and he's got a, 
He's got oh, he's got a longbow on his back. Okay, okay. But it looks like just this bent piece of wood and a vine that curls down. It actually doesn't look like a longbow. It looks like a piece of a stick that a child would pick up and right. stick in his pants. Wow, man! I just got here. I am so intrigued by this place, Brickleburg. They call it. Yeah, apparently, and they are fond of Gond. I think. Yeah. But a couple of people I talked to had their suspicions. Really? I don't know what all the fuss is about. And suddenly you hear some fuss. You hear this nice music being played, this, this chamber orchestra outside, oh. and you can sort of see... Oh, that's very really beautiful. ...across the town hall, and people are going, oh, they're, they're kind of hushing down. They're going to be like, oh, oh, oh quiet? Oh, oh, we should shut up. Oh, cool, cool. And you can kind of see across the people now and they've crowded up and people are filing in behind you and it's very busy outside. It's like everybody's come out. Oh, everyone's here. The Bricklebergs show up. <gasps> it's his family. A man, a wife, two young children, dressed regally in blue and purple. And they take the stage and wave and people are just sort of milling about and waving Mika around. waves. <gasps> The man takes a stage, and he looks out at the people, and he says, People of Brickleburg, I have a very special guest I'd like to introduce you to. He's going to speak to us all about a group in the sky. And it's very delightful news. People are milling about, just going, oh, what are you talking about? And they're kind of, there's a sense something is a bit strange. You just kind of pick this up on people. Everyone started looking a bit, what is he saying? Oh, okay. And you spot somebody else through the shoulder and heads of people. You're about maybe uh, 100 feet away from, from this stage. And is he on, like, you know, the classic... Like Oh yeah, uh, the like stage. scaffolding. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's just sort of just market and square all town. around them right. and buildings and a lot of people are crowded around. Your classic town square. Classic yeah. classic. Pigeons classic fly in the sky as they pass. There's a green flag flapping somewhere. Mm -hmm. Maybe a tiny little soapbox for them to step up on. And onto this new soapbox. Uh, steps up a dragonborn looking Whoa. very regal and also dressed in blue and purple. Whoa. You can see him here. Wow, Meek is really like... And he steps up and he goes, Thank you. Thank you. The Bricklebergs, everyone. The Bricklebergs. And people are sort of like a little smattering of applause. <laughs> Sorry, And the whole crowd kind of waits for this lone coughing to stop. <coughs> Sorry, everyone. And Talgus. I am Talgus. <laughs> Talgus. Talgus Fangwillow. What's that name? And he looks around the crowd and he's got this confident gaze. He says, I know you're all scared. I know... Things have been mysterious, and you have questions. No one, 
No one seems to be able to answer. I want to let you know that I come with a message from Antwerp. And as he says Antwerp, a little rumble from a crowd starts. Antwerp. Little, Antwerp. And, he, and he goes, I, I know some of you may have heard. And then somebody actually puts up their hand and they shout out. I heard that Antwerp got themselves all brainwashed in some sort of a cult. Some sickness. <laughs> cutting pieces off of their body and throwing it into the well. What do you speak of, Antwerp? And Talgus, the wonderful-looking dragonborn, looks out and he says, <laughs> I'm sure you will understand so soon. And as he says this, he's wearing this amulet on his forehead. Ooh. And you could barely see, but now that it starts to pulse, it starts to pulse this color that is pulsing everywhere. And as you guys see everything turn into this purple, crazy pulsing, you look around, you can't believe what you're seeing, but what's most perplexing is that nobody else seems to be noticing this at all. What are we seeing? You're seeing just waves of energy, and, and the, the thing that is blowing your mind is that it's the same iridescent color shifting that is the great seven in the sky. Mm. We've described them before as being this sort of ethereal, yes. ghost-like, phantasmal, phantasmal pick-your-favorite-word-for-it. And right now, that's happening everywhere. And nobody seems to be perplexed, and they're just looking forward. And he's... Talgus, at the front of this crowd, is touching this amulet where it seems to be emanating from... And he says, you will all learn to understand that for your safety, we all need to contribute. And Lady Antwerp is, well, Lady Antwerp will save you all. We ask only for small contributions. And some other people you can see start filing up onto the stage and they're dressed in these white robes, little blue inlining. And they have with them a bunch of burlap sacks, it seems, that have been brought en masse. And just it's a big like, wagons full of them. We're going to be going over what a new festival. Uh, you, you guys all think you deserve a festival, don't you? And people are looking, and you see them just transfixed by Talgus, this dragonborn. And they start to clap, and they look at each other like, yeah, we, we deserve a festival. Come on. I can't hear you. Who wants a festival in this town? And people are starting to clap even more. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mika joins in, and after he, he's also clocking this, this pulsing coming and going, and he s sort of sidles up to this one guy who's clapping along. Going, yeah, yeah. Uh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, excuse yeah. Me, excuse me, real yeah, quick. What, what? Do, you, do you see those visuals coming from Talgus on stage? 
visuals. Do you see the pulses, the magical weaves and and and, and, in a sense, and waves and puddles? Yeah, in a sense, there's something about him. There's definitely something about this guy. No, but I'm referring to I trust to him. The, I trust him. Yeah, I'm, I'm less talking about the the dragonborn and more about the. Look, they're the same pulses that came from the group of seven. <laughs> when you landed here, that type of energy. Talgus, he must know something. He's connected to it. Him and Gond can take them out. Ooh, uh, thank you so much, sir. I don't know what you guys are on to, but I'm happy about this. Fast of all. Like, yeah, yeah. Alexander, you can see it? You can see No, I'm blind. <laughs> of course I can see it. Well, holy, I, I'm just asking, man. This is something crazy. I've, are these people can't see this? Wait, can I ask you something? And he kind of pulls him over, and he brings him further away. If they're 100 feet away, he now it's like this guy going against the stream and this little gnome that's pulling him by hand. Excuse me, Alexander. Excuse me, sir. Alexander, follow me. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. Coming through. Whoa! And he leads him into this little alleyway behind this building, maybe behind like a, a bigger building. There. As you go into the alleyway, you even pass. There are some kind of vagrant, some young punk kids that are looking kind of curious, and they're coming out as if they had started in the alley, like they didn't give a shit about this town square thing, and now they're kind of coming out, and they're like kind of hitting each other. They're being very normal, but they're kind of going, yeah, come on, let's check it out. They don't yeah. even really look at you. And they just kind of go, and they join the crowd. And Mika goes, and as he slams his little body against the corner of this building, he goes, Alexander, did you hear a word? A word. When those sh things appeared in the sky, did you hear? Did you hear something in your head? Yes, I did. So did I. And I've asked other people if they've heard it too, and nobody else has heard it. You've heard that word. I've heard the word. Uh, okay. On three, we'll both say the word together because I only know two other people that have heard this word before. Really? Maybe three, maybe four, a very limited amount of people. Maybe five or six? The number keeps going up. It does. One, two, three. Katsuyaga. And it echoes, and you can feel it echoing through, as if it's going through this purple iridescent colors all around the air, as if it's all connected. You feel it run through your body. Your eyes sort of sunblotch with it. Whoa. Whoa. And Mika kind of orgasms a bit. Cause he's like, oh, Roll a d20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alexander's eyes go white. Oh, 14 Jeez. plus what? A constitution? Yeah. Three? <laughs> 17. Nice. Oh, Describe it. Yes. <laughs> How do you want to do this? Um. <laughs> They're in this alleyway, so they're in this alleyway, and this so pulse goes, Yeah, so you, you guys have this realization, is... and you kind of hear Talgus's voice, this dragonborn echoing through, and he's just being very calming and saying, we're going to get started really soon. Yeah, come one, come all, and yes, there's one for everyone. You can hear people just sort of milling about. Alexander starts looking around on the ground, and he's trying to pick up any sort of pieces he can make, like uh, uh, any sort of offerings that he can put bring up there like uh, like pieces of brick or wood he's under the assumption that they're they're find various things like that in this alleyway for sure so he fills them uh, up in his hand Mika come on this will contribute to the temple they're building the bridge to the sky who knows 
preach to the sky. Okay, I wonder, this, this might be a meta thing, but how, how much would the world know of Antwerp right now, do we think? Do you think this is like, certainly oh, not you, global news, what, but you know, it's kind of What you know, like, what, what I'll say, um, perhaps it's a little bit meta, but uh, just maybe gossip. in what he said, yeah. it's, it's just gossip because you guys happen to be, um, I'll just give you this uh, general Faerunian knowledge, very close to Antwerp, just north of Antwerp, not by too far. Although you did, wait, did you say Antwerp was really south? Antwerp was in the shining, shining plains. plains. Yeah, so it's just gossip. It's just gossip, and okay. you guys are still about thirty miles south of Daggerford. Right. Wow. You gonna offer that? You know, word on the street is is that something like is going down in Antwerp, and I think it might be a good idea to follow these people I, 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 I know you're a follower of God man but you know I mean think about this 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 seems dangerous how else are they going to be able to build the temple the shrine well, maybe on their own you know I, I, I'm, I'm but a humble traveler my friend I, I don't know if I want to stick my neck out for I'm sorry to say but you know there's there's something bigger going on here, and we're the only ones who can see this weavy, weird, wavy, weird form. And we heard the word. I don't know what it means, but that's because we're the chosen ones. Can't you see it all? Relates to God. No. You've got to ditch those wooden, lousy weapons and stick with your forged sword made of iron. Huh. That's a real weapon. These are. Uh... These are just for show. <laughs> I do other things. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but look, like, I just think that, you know, we might be getting ourselves in deep, and this guy seems like a powerful guy. He's a dragonborn, man. And we're helping him. <sighs> Truth be told, I'm a follower of Saloon. Saloon? Well, I'm a druid in the circle of the... Moon, and Saloon is a uh, goddess of the moon. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, he's having a bit of a panic attack right okay. now, and he's okay. he's kind of oh man, this is really important. This is important. Just then, a guard shows up at the edge of the alleyway. Oh, and leans in. Hey, oh, hey, guys, uh, sorry, officer. We're just uh, taking a break from. Uh, there's a lot of people here. It's really crowded, and yeah. so I just needed a. a a breath, a fresh breath air. Well, take your time. Take your time. Thank you. But uh, I should let you know, it's, you know, Talgus has said that, you know, to save everyone, everyone needs to make a contribution. And, well, it's the Brickleburg Guard's duty to just do what's best for the town. And I think everyone needs to make their contribution. So when you can, make your way back to the, <laughs> hey, we're having a festival. No problem. I've got almost everything I need right here. Sure. You wouldn't happen to have a sack by any chance? I believe they're providing sacks, yeah. What, 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 it, it, my friend here, he only has, like, sticks and woods and stuff. Can I just collect some sticks I, and woods and stuff and guys, give that for Guys, I country? have to be completely honest. I, I don't even know what it is that we are contributing. If it's money, I'll give it. If it's my wife, I'll give it. Whoa, you're just in my on My child, it, it's, it's the right thing. 
Okay, I can't stress that enough. It's the right thing to do. Hey, man, can and I everyone's got to do it. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Did you hear what went down in Antwerp? I did. I did. But yeah, but like, did you hear here went down? Did you like hear the word on the street? Again, I'll say that whatever I need to contribute, I'll contribute. It's the right thing to do. Wow. Uh, I. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm. It wouldn't be a chance that you're. You're not thinking of contributing, are you, young sir? Well, I don't know what to contribute. <laughs> I don't think that's the part that really matters. I think it's that you want to save the people of this town. Well, well I'm not from here, so. But you are here. You're in the safety of these walls. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Having a conversation, civilly, in our town. We call it a tax. <laughs> but everyone here contributes. That's the new rule. Dropping what we're doing and we're doing the right thing. I'd love to contribute whatever I can. Excellent. I'll see you down there. Really? I'll see you there. Okay. We'll see you there. And he continues and he starts to walk with his big spear and he's got his Brickleberg guard regal sort of coat of arms on his shield and he's just walking, whistling, having a good time, feeling good, feeling optimistic. Wow, that guy, wow. What a nice place. I love it here. I just, there's something, don't, don't you agree though? Like this weird wavy stuff and us hearing this one word, like. Can you guys make a perception check really quick? It's quite, uh, it's, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in like what exactly 16. I got 16 as well. Double 16. That's some wizard. Wiz, wiz, wiz. Uh, well, seeing as how uh, you're the one facing uh, Mika now, yeah. who's turned away from the edge, of the uh, entrance of the alleyway, you can see that this guard has gone, walked away, and he's now speaking with two other Bricklebird guards, and he's just looking like this. And then he points over. And he points at you guys and the other guards, well, two other guards just kind of look. Somewhat and stern faces. And Mika throws his hands up and waves to all of them. And the guard that you spoke to waves back. <laughs> and the other guards look sort of stern. Hmm. And then they look back to uh, the guard you spoke to and they smile. Okay. <laughs> and these two guards slowly begin to approach the alleyway. Well, Mika, I think I've got all I need. All right. Let's do this. So you guys... Make our ways to the line. Okay, so you guys uh, move out into the crowd of people, and these two guards are kind of walking up to you. They sort of just, like, nonchalantly not walk so directly towards you anymore, <laughs> and they kind of walk, you know, away, and, and they're kind of looking, and they kind of jovially talk to each other. Okay. And they stand guard at the back, and... And start making your way, and there's a line happening, and um, people are kind of gathered around, and these sacks are being handed out, and Talgus on stage, the dragonborn, he says, <laughs> everyone, everyone, 
Mrs. Brickleberg has decided to be the first to contribute to today's festival. The first of Brickleberries. Oh. Hopefully one of many. Hopefully one of many. Woo! People are now kind of hyped about things and like they're kind of like, you know, applauding and everything. This woman steps up on the soapbox and she looks at her husband and they give each other a nod and she holds out her arm and one member of the Brickleburg Guard steps forward with a giant axe and smashes down and cuts off her arm. Whoa! And she starts screaming. And she's screaming and everyone's silent. And you can hear some kids in the audience begin to cry. And everyone's kind of hushing. Talgus has his hand. Now he's over top of, of Lady Brickleburg and he's got his hand out to the audience. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. And so here. And she picks up her arm and she puts it into a bag that's being held open. And Talgus holds up the bag. The first of many. The first of many for the salvation of Brickleburg. And people erupt into applause. Yay! Yay! Whoa. I want to remind you all, he says. Lady Antwerp is very wise and very powerful. Mysterious in her ways, yes, but she will save us. I can only, I can only share the beauty of her word. Let us all contribute. And people start to line up for this spot. Different lineups form. Lots of different lineups because there are a lot of different Brick Brickleburg guards that have sacks and you can see people are lining up and one by one people are cutting off pieces of their body and dropping it into these bags. He's like, uh huh. Mm -hmm. I don't think that'll be enough, my man. <laughs> Alexander just drops all the rocks and twigs he has. You see it, you drop it, and when you look up, you see the same man that you spoke to when you, when you walked in, and he's in line. He's got a sort of life beater shirt on, looking a little unkempt, and he's just looking forward and resolute and determined. Alexander walks up to him. He's in line. This yeah. guy's in line, yeah. Ahead of us? Behind us? You guys haven't necessarily... T have you taken a line? Yeah, he was... He's okay, yeah. He's in the you line. Had, you had the line, so... Just a couple people in front of you, you realize there was this guy that you spoke to. And he looks back and he sees you. Turns forward. Line moves forward. Mika's like, hey, man, what, what are you going to cut off? To me? Yeah. People say, hey, you guard. Oh, me. I, I was going to maybe just, just tell him to surprise me. Thumb in the ear. Wow. Take an eye if they want. 
Wow. Got two of them. You're, you're, he's in this. <laughs> Doesn't really matter what it, what I give. It's the fact that I give. Right? I, I guess so, man. I guess so. The line moves forward a little more. What? <laughs> Getting closer. <laughs> you're now hearing these sounds of limbs being torn off. Ooh. Some stifled screams and the sort of panting and wheezing of people that are in distress, but it's like there's this sense of trying to get over it and everyone has a still trying to keep a positive attitude. The line moves forward a little more. You're now about Whoop. six people. On this line you chose, because there's a lot of different lines formed up. There are a lot of different right. Brickleburg guards holding out bags. Yeah, different severities. You know, people what, what people give like a finger or a hand. So yeah, maybe there's like smaller butcher knives maybe there, but line, like a, a leg toes. or a, yeah, a line for toes or whatever. Line for ears. People are just sort of winging it. You actually look over and you see somebody on the ground and they're just doing what they're saying. Hey, I take everything I, you can, everything you can. And he's, he's sitting on the ground and his leg has been severed from the femur. And there are Ooh. some nurses that are around and they're trying to bandage his leg up and Ooh. tourniquet it. And he's bleeding and you can actually see, well, let's just see what happens. He starts to bleed out and you can now see this man who's like lying dead on no. the street. Ooh, Mika's like, oh, no. Well, Mika, I have to ask. What are you thinking? What are you going to give up? Oh, oh, this is not for me. Not for you? The line moves forward. One more person. Well, oh, getting close. Yeah, no, I'm not going to give up anything. Hmm. So how are you going to serve God? Oh, I mean, I don't serve God, so I'll just tell them that and maybe give them a this. And he pulls out a potion of lesser healing. I'll contribute this. There's a lot of wounded people here, and this will probably help. It's actually not a bad gift. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I've been saving Gosh, it. Gosh, this line's taking forever, huh? <sighs> yeah, what, what are you going to give? Oh, I have something much more valuable than body parts. <laughs> You're now one person away. Who's in, it's Mika in front and then Alexander behind. Is that right? Yeah, sure. What do you think? That's right. Yeah. Okay. It's now one person ahead of you. Now you're overhearing. And you can hear the guard, <coughs> member of the Brickleburg guard. He's got a sack that is now dripping blood at the bottom. As you've watched people walk away after giving noses, eyes, lips. Ooh. Yuck. And... Well, very devoted. That man is in front, the one that you know. He says, All right, what'll it be? You choose. You want me to choose? Yeah, you choose. All right, um, how about, uh, your foot? All right. All right, let's do it. Motions to another Brickleburg guard there. Guy holds out his foot, and they just... Oh. And Mika, you get blood sprayed up at you. They pick up this foot, they drop it in the bag. Oh, man. 
Yeah, and, the, and one of the guards oh. looks over and he says, bring in another, and, and somebody else, another Bricklebird guard has some crutches that they've been prepared for, it seems. Mm. They make They're ready for this. Bring, bring him a crutch. And now it's Mika. And you come face to face with this guard and he's got this sort of gruff beard and his helmet's kind of covering his eyes a little oh. bit. All right. Hey. Well. <laughs> hey. What a day, huh? Ah, yeah, it's quite hot, isn't it? Yep, and you can feel the steam of all these body parts oh, in this yeah. bag steam up, and it's all bloody. And it's a little smell smelly it. around here, eh? Ah, <laughs> if there was a nicer way to do it, I wish there was. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just learned about this, too, though, so. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. But hey, can you see the purple wavy, like, like lines and bubble emanating from the, from the dragon man? Uh, no. Uh, so what'll it be? Uh, excuse me? Well, what are you going to contribute? Oh, no thank you. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> we got a lot of people to get through today. So I, I, no, I understand. I'll just step aside and wait for my friend. You're not going to contribute? Oh, no. Okay, I, uh, hmm. What? Can, can you hold Is on that... one second? Oh, yeah, sure. And he puts the bag down right here and he, as the guy turns around just just just, just right there and okay he turns just five feet away from him there's another ending of a line and he talks to it and then he turns around to uh alexander mika turns around and he goes well, everyone's still really nice here i mean everyone's you know you know quite intense with this yes. cutting off of the body but they're still keeping the decorum they're gone people how much you know about gone He's really important to you, huh? Well, uh, back in Neverwinter, I went to the Halls of oh, Knowledge one day. You were in the Halls of Knowledge in Neverwinter? Yes. Wow. And I just decided I wanted to change my life. Right. I've been working there since a young boy. <laughs> so the camera cuts to this wide shot of, like, it's Monty Python. People go, ah! ah! Body parts falling into bags and baskets, <laughs> and it dollies across, and it just finds this little gnome... In green and red blood spatter, talking to this tall man as, as they're waiting in line to get one of his body parts cut off. And Mika's like, wow, tell me more. Well, as soon as I entered the halls of knowledge, I looked around for a book. I grabbed the first one I saw. Yeah. And I read it front to back. Wow. And that was the Book of Gone. <laughs> it's the only book I've ever read and the only book I'll ever need to read. Wow. So you're telling me all of this? Happened by accident? Well, I, I guess you're so. right. I mean, the I more know. I read the book, the better became a, my weaponry, my smithing. Somebody's overheard you from behind you. Some old lady. And she says, I used to be like you, you know. <laughs> you like me? You used to be an old man? <laughs> no. No, it was up till about half 30 minutes ago. I was all in on Gond. <laughs> Building him a temple, I was. She's short and she's looking up at you. But then Talgus spoke and everything became clear. Clear as day, it did. It's Lady Antwerp we should be worshipping. It's that or who knows what the figures in the sky will do to us. Hey, can you see what these rainbow illusion... Lakey waves that are coming out of Talgus. Can you see that? 
Don't know what you're talking where about. Where is Talgus right now? Where is Talgus? Yeah, what? You guys look around. Look at make me a perception check. Where is Talgus right now? He's off the box. They're waiting he? in line. Oh my god, I rolled a natural 18. Ooh, a natural 18. I got a, I got a 12. Okay, so you can't really see because there are a lot of people around you. I'm a little short, too, um, yeah. Alexander, you look over and you can see Talgus is, uh, you know, about 50 feet away from you. And he's holding open a bag. And he's kind of going between all these different lines that are showing up. And going, okay. that's very good. Put some, put some ice on that. Yeah, you don't need that. Okay, that's fine. Very generous of you. Very generous of you, miss. That's very good. And he's moving around. You can't really see anything. What you do see as you're trying to look where Talgus is, uh, is these two guards now Stop. coming towards you. These guys again. The guy who you were talking to and a new guard. Oh. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, Good. Yeah, we, you, you got to wait here for a second. Oh, again? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. Can I just wait over at the side for my friend? I'm... Terribly sorry. You just have to wait right here. I, I can move on with your friend, though. Um, oh, sure. And the, and the other guard steps to you and sort, kind of steps close to you. And this guard that you were talking to looks at, at Alexander and he says, All right, what'll it be? Let's move this along. Well, I've got something very special. Excellent. To offer. You can't give the your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would if I could. But I'm going to give you something even better. Oh. And he gets down Surprise on, me. on a knee. And he pulls out this beautiful shield with the cog of Gond on it. And he gets down and he presses it to his forehead, whispers, then hands it to him. This shield of Gond. Wow. Wow. That is absolutely beautiful. That's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's really well made. You see what he did to it? Thank you. Not everyone agrees. No, but no, I know my gond. I know my gond. He yes. pressed it to his head. He must <laughs> he really have given did. it some sort of, you know, blessing or something. Absolutely. I think. That was I think gorgeous. Uh, gond himself would be proud. Oh wow! That's what makes this all so difficult. <laughs> you see, we don't worship gond anymore in this town. It was very clear what Talgus said, and I think we all had a very good understanding of what needed to be done. We're all contributing. Yes. You need to contribute something more than the materials of this world. It's us. It's us we need to contribute. We're all doing it. I included. I know it's painful, but everyone else seems to be okay with... <laughs> with what you get for what you give. You just learned about this today, too, eh? We all did, of course. Yeah. Talgus spoke beautifully. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just. Uh, how are you not? <laughs> this is what I was talking about. And the other guard goes, "Yeah. Did you not hear Talgus talk? Yeah. And I saw these beautiful, sort of wavy, bubbly colors that looked like ripples from a lake or something. They were pulsating out from Talgus. Did you guys he's see on, that? He's on, he's on drugs. Is what I told you. No, I told you he didn't seem to oh, be on drugs. No, no, I'm, I'm not on drugs. They're still a... pulsing, and he points right at Talgus. Look, it's right there. And they yeah. both look over at Talgus, and then they look back at you. <laughs> you can't. See. Let's get on with this gond business. And, you, and when you look and over at Talgus, you could see that there was a, another guard talking to Talgus, and he's tapped on Talgus's shoulder, and. As you're looking over at, Tal at Talgus and this other guard tapping his shoulder, 
Talgus looks looks down, bends near. This guard whispers something, and then Talgus scans the crowd over in your direction, and then makes eye contact with both of you. Very sternly. Mika like waves at him, and he points to his thing, and he does the. Alexander when you point, his arm. when you point to his <laughs> thing, when you point to his thing, you could see that Talgus is alarmed, and you could see that he then immediately tells he he snaps to the guard, and you just see this. His <laughs> <laughs> lizard tongue, and his lizard and tongue lips. goes out, <laughs> and and then the guard looks at him first perplexed, and then you see him do this. And then the guard goes off and kind of he, dis- he disappears for a moment in the crowd. <laughs> the guard disappears. Yeah. And then cut back to you guys talking to these guards. Look, can you just. I give don't us- see anything, but we were just told to. You have to wait here for a second. Can I just have a talk with my friend here? Absolutely. Okay. In private. Thanks. Oh, well, just can you whisper to him? We were supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we'll carry on. I'd just like to whisper something. Okay, but you gotta do it right here. Okay. Okay. So he bends down. Yeah. I don't want to be rude. You guys can do it. No, 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 totally, no. Quite pleasant. Don't even mention it. I just hope that you're not trying to strategize or conspire against contributing. That would be bad. No, no. Obviously, you guys. Okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even said that. I'm such an idiot. No, no. And then his guard friend nudges him. Oh, yeah. Carry on. What was it? Micah. They're no longer building the temple for God. Did yeah. you hear what they said? They were talking about some lady Antwerp They don't believe in God. They gave it up. Yes. They gave it up. I can't believe it. They broke. We're just, we're just learning this now. Well, Look. I mean, um, I don't mean to offend, but... I'm not a follower of God. I'm a follower of Saloon. Well, I'm not a follower of Lady Antebellum or whoever that is. Lady Antwerp, I think her name was. It's cool. Not interested. Me neither. I don't want to give Perception anything check like that. for both of you guys. I'm not going to give anything. That's a 23. <laughs> 17 plus 6. Okay, so you guys definitely see... That in every direction, you were being closed in on by Brickleburg guards. Oh, whoa! There's a lot of you. You know who else is noticing this? Actually, let's see if you know. Definitely not. So the guard <laughs> who's talking to you is going, "I'm, I'm sorry. Are you done like whispering to each other? Oh, I don't think I'm allowed to. Are we allowed to?" And the other guards are kind of looking at each other, but these other guards are coming in close. Like, what are we gonna do together? My name is Mika. Mika. So sorry. No, don't be. It's all right. Mika, Mika, tomato, tomato. No, no, it's definitely Mika. Mika. Yeah. Well, Mika, we're in a predicament here. Suddenly you find yourselves surrounded now. Maybe maybe just tell them you don't want to give anything. By Brickleburg guards that are all surrounding you. It's like they're all five feet around you there's like 14 of them whoa hey everyone on behalf of Brickleburg you must come with us 
You too. Oh. Okay. We getting We getting like a special seat or something? This way. This and way. Two guards on each of your Whoa. sides. Oh. Grab, grab your arms. Oh. And they start marching you through the town square. Oh. And people are starting to kind of take notice now. I mean, because like, oh, oh, you don't have to hold me. I, I, I could just walk on my own. I, I'm fine. It's just that I'm small, and then, you know, you guys have to crouch down. But you know, you know, I'm cool, man. So you said that, uh, the dragonborn, mm -hmm. Talgus, Talgus, is fifty feet away. Yeah. Alexander's gonna cast heat metal on the amulet that's surrounding his head. Okay. It will start to burn and sear. Let me read it here. Okay, read it out. Choose a manufactured metal object, such as a metal weapon or a suit of heavy armor or medium armor that you can see within range. You cause the object to glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast the spell. Until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on each turn of your uh, each of your subsequent subsequent turns to cause this damage again. If a creature is holding or wearing the object and takes damage from it, the creature must succeed on a Constitution saving throw, or lose the object. Whoa! If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability ability checks until the start of your next turn. Let's roll. Let's roll. Now things are rolling. Strange. Yes. Rolling on. As you guys are being walked through the town now. Hey, you can you can loosen your grip. I'm 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 coming along. Mika's right. like a long one. Mika's very sort of, he's like a child. Right. But uh, you know, as we know from we know Mika also from a previous adventure. He survived the Chalt Assault. <laughs> yes, the Gladiator games. And he has seen some stuff. And the sight of all these body parts and blood doesn't gross him out. But he, he's kind of familiar with it. Okay. So despite his exterior so that's what's innocence, happening. he's actually seen some things. That's what's happening as we sort of see on this look of Mika as he's reflecting on the moment that he finds himself in. When we go up to Alexander, Alexander certainly has some more uh, practical feelings on the current moment. He's casting heat metal. Yes. Ooh. 50 feet away from him on Talgus. And you can see he's watching this unfold, this arrest. And so, what do I need to roll? What do you need to roll? There are people in the crowd again, just like there's this like drone shot of the town square, and these puddles of red start to fill at certain places. They're peppered throughout the courtyard, and that green flag is still flapping in the wind. And it's kind of like that part in in um, what was that? What was the porno movie with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, Boogie Dirk Nights. Dibler? Boogie Nights. And I remember when they go to uh, uh, the drug dealer's house. What's his name? Yes. And there's that kid who just keeps throwing cherry Little bombs. Cherry bombs. The, the flap of the wind and the chops. 
and the screams of people kind of coming out and the, tss, the branding of wounds and the water being poured and the nurses tying up and staunching all this mm-hmm. stuff. It's peppered throughout this. And it comes back to this little green guy being led through the crowd and this older gentleman with this nice chain mail being led through the crowd with these Brickleburg guards. All of them still luckily have their their limbs, their body parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's happening with this heat metal thing? So Talgus is going to take 13 points of fire damage. Ooh. He needs to make a constitution saving throw to beat uh, Alexander's DC. Ooh. Otherwise the object comes off. Ooh. Alexander. How many points of damage? 13. And uh, with the constitution saving throw... Okay. Okay. Uh, of what beating? What'd you roll? I rolled a ten. Your DC. I need to be fourteen. Okay. So that means the object falls off. God. It gets so hot that he has to like take it's it off. It's searing. It's burning. Okay, so Talgus, you can see across the crowd, starts to smoking. grab his head, and his head is smoking. Which causes everybody to look over at him. <gasps> and he's grabbing his head. And everyone stops for a minute, and the screaming stops, and the chopping stops, and everything, and this dragon. And the purple light stops. And Talgus is now down on the ground. He's disappeared. You can't see him. You've been, you've been tricked! It's a spell! Telgus is lying to you all! We serve Gond here! Stop immediately! Attack the gods! Save yourselves! Follow Gond! He holds his shield in the sky. So... This is a big persuasion role, I would think, right? You're yelling into a town of people who used to follow Gons. This is what happens, okay? Yeah. When you heated that metal, Talgus dropped to the ground. Yeah. The purple light that you only you guys were seeing was dropped. Yeah. As that light was is dropped, you could visibly see across the entire town that some sort of charm has been completely lifted and everybody is in complete confusion. And before they can even process what is happening, they hear Alexander's voice pleading that we are a people of Gond and to attack the guards. Yeah, to turn on Talgus who directed us to do all this stuff. Well, you said what you said. Well, I mentioned Talgus. So, he was the first yeah, yes. I said to attack. So, there's a lot of confusion and there's a lot of people. So I'm going to roll something to see how many, what percentage of people. And, in fact, I think you should roll it. I want you to roll a charisma check. Okay. Just to see how many people in this state that have just come out of charm are going to actually abide by your words. Okay. So here's my proposal. Yep. I do propose I have advantage on this because... Oh, they've all come out of a stupor. You absolutely have advantage on it. Yeah, they've seen... The, yeah, you're the, the first shock. voice that they come out of this dream 
They've also and, like, all used to be devoted to God. Yes. In this town, yeah. And yeah, this you was could, their original you did see, even as you were saying those words, you spiritually felt that there was something that that hit with some of them, but you're, we're going to see just how many of them take your words here. Okay. Uh, 20. Yes! Yes! 20 I knew it! I knew it! Oh, 20 and a 1! 20 and a 1! 20 and a 1! classic... One. <laughs> when you roll advantage, that's what you want to see. Oh, I knew it. When you roll I disadvantage, that's what you want to see. Yeah, you're the most exciting yeah. sort of double roll. I there knew is. it. I knew it. People, I knew it. Twenty and a one is what you want it. in D and D. You want extremes. Guys, do you ever get to a point yeah, so sometimes when we play, we have some big heavy decisions, and we have pulled out crits out of nowhere. Dude, it's the patrons. <laughs> it's patrons, man. Yo, Mika's yeah, so like. Look, look, this is what happens. Right away. After all this, well, yeah. right away, people. There's this sort of like hush in the in the air. They hear your voice, and at large, people just start going crazy. They start to scream. They realize what they've been doing. They, they realize what they've been doing. The spell has been lifted. They're looking at missing things. They're screaming at the horror of what has now been the realization of all this. There's blood everywhere. There are people screaming at their own injuries. Other people attack guards en masse. Somebody right in front of you lunges out at a guard. Another person in front of you lunges at a guard that was the one that was talking to you, lunges on the ground, starts beating them. There is so much chaos all around you, you're not sure what to do. I'll say this, in the chaos, you look around and you see a young five-year-old girl without her parents and she's holding onto her hand and she's sniffling. She's missing a pinky and she's hurt and she's just missing all this chaos. The chaos around you is dangerous. It's out of control. There doesn't seem to be any stop to it. In fact, you look over to where Talgus was. You can see that he's being, are you Talgus? Who's Talgus? I, and he's saying, I'm Talgus. Yes, I'm Talgus. I don't know what the hell is going on. What are you doing? At this point. I don't know what's going on. Ah. And he's scared. He's grabbing this wound on his head. Mika sees all this, because he rolled a pretty high perception check last time. And what he starts to do in the chaos, his head to the scaffolding, head to where he was speaking, he's going straight to get that tiara, straight to get that amulet that Tagus is wearing on stage. He's And he's a little gnome, so he's kind of darting in between. Right? I still want you to roll. <laughs> Uh, a dexterity check to make it there, just to see if you make it there without incident in this yeah, chaos. Yeah, maybe like like a, like a okay, a four. Okay. Suddenly, two guards are being tackled by a group of men, and they tackle themselves on you. And now you're pinned down, you're prone, you're on the ground, and two guards are on top of you. That's what you're doing right now. Alexander, what are you doing? You just see this happen. Chaos everywhere around you. 
he looks to the crowd one more time and shouts, Today, Talgus will be the only sacrifice for Gond. Your, your voice, as you say it, seems to be lost in the cacophony of noise. And he casts Prestidigitation on his voice and makes it twice as loud. Okay, so your and voice I'm goes... I'm hoping people are looking at me. So your, your, your voice goes twice as loud. And what do you say? He said, today Talgus is the only person who will it, be sacrificed. It echoes and people all stop. There are fights that stop. Even you feel the rustling on your body. Ah. Stop for a moment. Oh, man. And what? all heads point up. What? And, and you hear this other voice. We've got Talgus here. We've got Talgus here. And you could hear Talgus's voice saying, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you? What is this? I have done nothing wrong. I don't know. Where am I? Where am I? And he starts crying. And Mika's trying to pull him. He's prone, right? So he's trying to push himself out from this pile of bodies. What was that voice? Maybe it was the voice of Gond. Yes, the voice of Gond said to sacrifice Talgus. Who is Talgus? It's him. It's him. We must sacrifice him. Can, can Mika make He's still the dragonborn. Rip him to shreds. Can Mika His make body a roll parts to go in those bags for Gaunt. to okay, get out of this right. pile, this all pile right, of bodies? Right. He wants to get out. Mika wants to get out of this. Make a strength check. Make a strength check. While people start Two. to attempt to tear Talgus apart. Now, some people at this point, because this charm has been completely lifted, there is a big fear and a complete let's say, understandable vulnerability of the people that have been awoken into this maimed new reality. They hear this prestidigitation voice tell them to rip apart this guy Talgus that they're holding on to. Some other people are not following. Sure. They're fighting with each other, and right now what is happening is some people are trying to beat to death and rip apart this guy Talgus who's pleading for his life. Other people are saying, wait, wait, wait. They're kind of coming to a little bit, being like, what's going on? Okay? What do you guys do? So Mika rolled a two for his... So you're still being pinned down by these guys and they're sort of rustling around. So then what happens? Mm -hmm. And Mika goes, man, do I have to roll? He casts wild shape. Oh my God. And he wild shapes into his usual shape that he does because it's the antithesis of who he is. He wild shapes into a big brown bear. The orange cell. I love it. Looks like a big just piece of shit on the screen. That's right. <laughs> Hold on, it looks that. like a ponytail. You could put that as beard on him. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's the view from above. Okay, so that's Mika. Who's so now Mika, a bear. A bear. So he, so these guys, as he transformed, these guys go. They go flying off. And now all around you, there is this hush as people are going. Ah, it's a bear. And in bear form, Mika, in his mind. Because always in his mind, he thinks that people can hear him. But he's like, okay, everyone, let's calm down. But as the big brown bear. As a a wild chick? No. Okay, in your mind, that's what you're saying. So as the bear goes, and he's not, and then he just falls on his front two legs. Yeah. 
and sniff. <laughs> now people are just running everywhere. Women, children, right. old ladies, old men. So as he's They're running. This big they don't know what's brown going on. Bear. Some people have now made it back to their sort of abodes or their little marketplace areas. They're jumping behind cover. <laughs> the chaos is now yeah. big. This big also, brown bear. A fire has started. Of course. Okay. Of course. One that of green the flag the is waving in the background. Yeah, there's yeah. a fire that started in one of the marketplaces. Yeah, it's very of course. small right now. Yeah. So people are tending to it. But this yeah. is where the current state is. Now you're a bear and there's a lot of space around you. No people around you. How far away is Mika? This is what Mika's goal is. And this yeah. is what always was his goal is to go back and grab that amulet, that tiara that Talgus was wearing. Uh, it's this big brown bear. As people are running away. The chaos of these people tripping over themselves, too. They're missing legs, yeah. feet, toes. They don't have their balance anymore. They're all helping each other as well, too, leaving these stains on the ground yeah. and against the buildings. Yeah, and this, stains everywhere. The big brown bear is making his way towards the dais, the scaffold, yeah. this wooden rise that Tagus is speaking of. So he's going straight. So in Mika's vision, this bear vision is kind of like, Maybe it's a bit more red. It's a bit more intense. I don't know what a bear's POV is, but like a bear, maybe a bear's POV is like, just like hyper intense. You know, he's super strong. You the bear POV everything. and you're kind of looking around, just like mm -hmm. people are running. Yeah, Mika's like, where is that thing? Yeah, I saw it fall off his head. Where could it be? This is the voice we're hearing as we're seeing through the bear's eyes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Where's... Hey, oh, hey! <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's one of the people that they met earlier, that guy that he was like, hey, do you know this? You're making your way near Talgus right now. Towards that amulet. Okay. So you, How far away am I? You're, you're, you're able to make it there because now people have cleared the way and now there's only a few people left on Talgus. He's beaten now to unconscious and people are just wondering how much they're going to end this person's life. You're not sure if Talgus is alive, but you come across his body and everyone scatters away. Okay. And you're standing over an <laughs> unconscious Talgus. Mika's <laughs> like, hey man, hey Talgus. And he's pushing him with the nose. You just mm -hmm. see this bear pushing him. Okay, what's Alexander doing? Alexander has like been bossed around and a piece of crap. Nobody liked him back home his whole life. And he's now being fueled by this symbol of God, this power. He feels godly. And he's doing more of the same. He's saying, slay the heathens in the name of God. He's becoming this vengeful kind of okay, with your, deluded cleric. Uh, there, there have been a couple of people now that have noticed that you've been just channeling this voice and using your prestidigitation to speak on behalf of God. And you, you're like activating something in a lot of people. Now you've gathered crowd around you and they're listening to you Ooh. and they're sort of like what, what yes yes and they're kind of looking around and they're grabbing what they can and even like a you see like a, that same woman that you spoke to oh, it was yes. very sweet and she's now got this fiery look in her eyes and she's scared and she listens to you and she goes and she picks up a, a rock and she's scared but she's looking at arms and she's scared because you are making them all feel to be at arms yeah okay the fire is now a little worse. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's spreading to another marketplace. There's one little sort of like 
area of the market that is now burnt down. You can yeah, the kids are tending to it because they actually still have a lot of their body parts. They, they, most kids have all their body parts. They were at the end of the line. There are a lot right? of people that didn't have to yeah. name themselves. So they're, they're doing that. Everyone's trying to help each other as well amongst the chaos. This bear has cut back to this stage. This bear is nudging this bar. Okay, what are you trying to do? Uh, is it limp? Yeah, unconscious is unconscious. So, <laughs> turns around, see, goes to the tiara, and again, bare vision. You're, You're like, looking for the tiara. That tiara? Making a perception check. Where's that amulet? Now, I do you perceive as a, bear as a now? brown bear? Yes. Yeah, I have a keen sense. Of, uh, sorry, I should be on mic. I have keen senses now. I That's looked this right. up before, but uh, you know, I don't know if. It has a certain smell. Maybe it has a smell of like. Yeah, uh, you've, got, you've got better. You just roll it at, with advantage yeah, for now. Because yeah, bears me. definitely can smell. Okay. Fifteen. Okay, 15, so but. you smell this burning metal, and you can smell it on Talgus's forehead, and you can kind of see where it's singed in. This burn mark on his forehead. Oh yeah. But you're looking around. You can't see where this tiara is but you smell the direction that it's coming from and your eyes sort of in bare form look across yeah. the cobblestone road. It's like video game, like through the fire. Witcher and then vision. beyond the fire, you see that same kind of punk young kid that came out from the alleyway. Oh, yeah. You can see him holding on to this amulet. He's about 60 feet away from you. And he's looking around and he's making his way into the city. Mika follows him. Okay, so you're gonna brown bear, big brown dash, bear. or you're gonna <laughs> run, or you're gonna <laughs> you're going everything you can at him. Yeah. Now, does Alexander see any of this? Alexander, you're seeing now this bear take off across the town square, and now about to leave the town square. And now, and you're looking around now, and you're seeing all these people, and you see they're all looking to you for guidance. What do we do? And there are bodies on the street. There are some unconscious people. There are pools of blood. Some of these people around you are looking up at you with, with one eye, with no nose. And they're holding on to their missing hand, but they're looking to you for guidance. People of Gaunt. Yes, you speak You speak of Gaunt so, so brilliantly. So clearly. Something has happened to us. Tell us please. all. Please Lord save us. Save us. You must return to me the amulet. Yes. The Find the amulet. What is amulet? Gone. Please oh, tell please us what tell amulet. Which one? Talgus was wearing the amulet. Oh, oh, the one on his forehead. On his forehead. Where did you go? I don't remember anything. Of, of, I don't know where it is. Minutes ago. Look for the amulet. Amulet. Maybe he has an amulet. I can see something. And there's an old man that has like some sort of like a, a nice little like like-minded, not like-minded, but uh, a like amulet on his forehead. Oh, is he? Yes, my mother. That's it. Is that the amulet? Get oh, it from no, him. And they lunge in. Ah! And they're ripping off the amulet. Find no! me the amulet. And they and they bring you this amulet off this man's head. Really, like, accepts its presence as he puts it on. And, he, and, and all you wow. hear around you is silence as they're all waiting to hear what you think. But you hear the sobbing from this old man. <laughs> it was my wife's amulet. <laughs> and you look closely and you can see there is little picture inside. Oh. Alexander tosses it to the old man. Find the amulet. It has a jewel in it. 
Find me the amulet, God right, damn it. And they all, and they all, they all run <laughs> in direction. Some of them run into each other, and then oh. they run in all directions. Oh, sorry. I'm Come back to the bear, who's now just caught up to this alleyway. Oh. Now this young kid who's looking up at the alleyway and seeing, cornered, this bear. This bear stands up stands on his up. hind leg, and then it shrinks back down to Mika's form. Hey, hey, I was wondering, could I have that? It's a very special amulet, and I think I know something about it, at least. Cut to the what this kid hears, yeah. which is... No, so... Mika has now transformed. Did I just back miss that completely? Into, that's I was right. Thinking yeah. About something else. That's okay, all right. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. You had a lot of stuff on your mind. Yeah. So, you know, there's sh a lot of shit happening. So Mika goes. Hey. So he sees this transformation. Yeah. Happen. Right in front of him. Okay. Hey. Hey. You mind if I have that amulet? I oh. know it looks really expensive, but I think I kind of need it because it feels like it's kind of important. Uh, no, it's. It's mine. Huh. Finders keepers. What can I tell you? I found it. What are you gonna do with it anyway? And then Mika steps forward to maybe, him. Maybe you're what 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 happened? Nice and really Made everyone calm. just black out for a while, and now they hey. woke up and it's parts hey. are missing. No, hey. What did you do that for, huh? Hey, 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 hey! You're just a kid, right? What's your name? He runs. He just starts to run. And Mika goes. <laughs> Turns back into the brown bear. Second bear. Second bear. So that's it. That's it. Okay. Full bear transforms. Yeah. Full bear transforms. So you are going to. He gets to the end of this alleyway. It's going to have one chance. How fast is that going to dash? 40. Speed we're is 40. See, you're now. You're going down an alleyway now. Yep, yep. And so it's very. There's a lot of shit around. So he's just going to make. Uh, how would I do this? Perception? It's going to be a little skill challenge right here. Okay. Nice. There are going to be three... There are three attempts that you can make with dice rolls to catch this guy. Okay. Because he's going, to, he's going to be weaving around like little yeah. kind of garbage piles and yeah. torn over little bits of... Bears large, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, bears large. Yeah. And so... Large beast. First part of the skill challenge is... He is going to attempt, we're both going to be rolling here, Okay. to jump over this debris. Okay. That's just piled up a bunch of shit in this back alleyway. Amazing. His dexterity, he's going to miss. The bear doesn't even... You catch up to him right away. Yeah. Mika... So you, you, just... Your paw just grabs onto his leg as he's <laughs> misstepped. What do you do? Goes to grapple him, but just not grapple like it's no problem. Little just bear you got, hug. Yeah, you you got him. No problem. He's kind of sounds like. Yeah, he kind of sounds like Chewy, but in his head he's like, my friend, just give me the he's amulet. He's just screaming. You can see that it's it's in his closed fist, and he's just screaming. He's kind of just like pounding at you. And he pounds at Mika. Slowly puts him down. And holds on to him with a huge bear paw, mm -hmm. and then with one claw, yeah. just clicks it out of his hand. Yeah, okay, and it, and it clicks. And he reaches you down, bites it, and he looks at the kid, he goes, Whoa. turns around, and then waddles back down the alley, dashes back down the alley to go find Alexander. Okay, cut back to Alexander. 
you now have three different people that have come up to you with three different amulets. And two of them are, are dropped at your feet, and another one is um, scalped completely. It's coming with the scalp of some human. No. He grabs it, throws away the scalp. I'm puts, sorry about that, I, uh... Puts it on his forehead. I couldn't get it off him. It would help if I knew a little more about it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I might not have had to scalp. I, and he's put, got his hand up. I might not have had to scalp that guy. Tell nope. this. He was wearing an amulet. Showing like up that. is... Fair enough. A bear. <laughs> and all these people around sort of just like kind of look to you and they kind of step back and they're scared. And the bear goes right up to Alexander and goes, Hey! And it comes right out of his mouth. Got it. Let's get out of here. Mika, you found the amulet. I did. But why should we get out of here? Well, it seems a bit dangerous. I feel very uncomfortable now. Everybody's... The fire now is spread across the whole left or left part. Oh, the whole left the part is on fire of this town. This is the town of Gaunt. This is... And somebody else says, one of your followers now. It's, it's, it's that same woman, that sweet woman that you met. It is a town of Gondon. Huh. I hate that we're seeing it just burn away. Oh, I wish we could help. I wish we could do People are now just completely not sure what to do, and some of them look helplessly up to you. And they're looking scared over at this transformed druid. And Mika's crying along with Oh no, yeah. Let me see that amulet. Yeah, here. He grabs it, puts it on his head. What's happening? You're not seeing any purple waves. Am I seeing any purple waves? You're not seeing any purple waves. I'm not seeing any purple waves. Look, we must save this city immediately. And he starts gathering people around. He uh, rolls up like a bit of his uh, whatever cloth he has through his chainmails, and he starts running towards the fire. He just starts like, um, well, he casts create water. It'll be one small thing he starts to do. Uh, I don't really know if it's a lot of water, but he does have that on his list. Oh my! Create food and water. No, no, it's not create food and water. It's uh, create or destroy water. That's the one. That's the one. So he's going to do create water. So Mika sees Alexander do this. And Mika, do, being a druid, circle of the moon, he also knows a very long list of spells. So as he sees Alexander create water, he also starts to create water. And as you guys start to create water, the other followers around you are seeing this. There's this moment of inspiration. And all these people have gone who know that they are rewarded by the creation of things. They begin to help you in any way that they can. 
They construct a quick irrigation system where from the well, <laughs> getting planks of wood, they're putting it together and buckets are sending the Amazing. water down yes. this irrigation yes. system. Mika's and they're casting. looking up at Gond and they're sort of feeling the energy. Mika has to yes. do things like suck on a leaf or find little puddles to touch his fingers in to make sure the water keeps coming. But he keeps finding it. He keeps finding these ways to run up to things and vines and moss little, and stuff. The little boy sees that you're doing that. And he, he's actually collected a few leaves and he hands them up to you. <gasps> and he hands them to they me. And there's a close-up of his hands that are very tiny, but my hands are also very tiny. And it's that shot, you know, where like two hands come in and they touch. And in the middle is a green leaf, a full green leaf. And it cuts back to Mika and the boy. He goes, you'll be all right. And he sucks on the leaf, and more of this water starts to run from beneath the boy, in between the bricks and the cobblestones of this boy. And Alexander, and he's Alexander somehow sees that you're what? conjuring these gallons of uh, water and irrigating them. Yes. And he's going to yes. use a different, since he sees the, the way you're doing that with your spell, he's going to do the alternative. Oh. Where water falls as rain in a 30 foot, ki- oh. foot cube within range, extinguishing exposed oh. flames in the area. This cloud, he goes right up to the fire. He gets a little bit singed on his clothes. He doesn't care. He's just gone. And he puts this cloud, this rain cloud, falling. Slow swim up cloud on the stage as a maimed Lady Brickleberry, Lady Brickleberry. watches on as she sees her people up this fire in her town and the fire extinguishes oh my god what beautiful time and just then a peaceful peaceful feeling happens across the town and the sunlight the cloud this big cumulus cloud rolls and the sun beams down once again. And this town that had these puddles of red has now enough rain has come and enough water has washed some stuff away. And people are really helping each other. People are really tending to each other's needs. And that green flag has stopped flapping so hard and now it's just easily rolling from one side to another the hush comes hush comes somebody is helping up this well-dressed dragonborn bruised he's coming to you don't hear what he's saying but you just see that he's coming to and he looks up at you you look at each other you look across at the peaceful town and that the family of Brickelbergs that are confused, looking across their town and making eyes with you guys. And that's where we're going to end. And Mika steps up to Talgus. And he that's sits down. That's where we're going to end. And he says, That's where we're going to end. I bet you got a lot of questions. And that's where we're going to end. And then Alexander. That's where we're gonna end. And the camera pans up, and this butterfly, this red lined butterfly, flies into the sky. And it crests the trees, 
the clouds are there and in the distance. Five shades in the sky that you can see as clear as the clouds are still there, vibrant as ever. That's right. All five. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Thank everybody. You that was another episode oh my of Moss Shots. Our Look at this. continuing story. Of HD. I'm really just proud that we figured this fucking shit out, Finally. man. It looks step awesome. By step. You know? step by Holy yeah, yeah, yeah. moly, I step love step. it. Thanks, so um, thanks for watching all time, four of you. Bye! That was a lot of fun.